Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, my name is Bryce Watts. I'm Allison Anger. This is a podcast where we speak exclusively to the women in the NFL to learn about how they navigate this life in the league. The players are always the ones in the spotlight, but we want to highlight the amazing women who are their support systems behind the scenes. Get out the way, men. Lately I've been feeling out of touch Like nothing gives me that same kind of Hey, this is Bryce Watts. And this is Allison Anger, and welcome back to the NF Ladies Podcast, Episode 2. Today we have a special guest with us, Melissa Qualley. Hey, Melissa. Hey, girls. Excited to be here today. Yeah, hey. thank you for joining us. Yeah, good thing you got to get Chandler down, little baby, so you can have a conversation with the adults. Uh, yeah, adult conversation is far and few between when you have a seven-month-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. So... How long have you been in the league, who your significant other is, and what team you started on or are currently with? Yeah, so my husband is Brent Qualley. Um, our last name is spelled Q-V-A-L-E, but it's pronounced Qualley. It's Norwegian. So uh, just get that out of the way because we hear our last name <laughs> pronounced multiple different ways. Um, and he has been, this is his seventh season in the league. We started out, um, as undrafted free agents with the New York jets back in 2014. And, uh, we were there for six years. Um, and now we're currently with the Houston Texans. That's why that's where we're at now is here in Houston. Um, and this is our first season with this team. Brent and I met in college. We met our junior year of college. Um, we were actually introduced through a mutual friend who was dating one of his teammates at the time. Um, and I was in a sorority in college and we had a crush dance on Valentine's Day. And I didn't have a date. I was single at the time. So she set us up as a blind date and we had so much fun that night that we continued the relationship and here we are married with a baby almost eight years later. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. And you have a little baby. I mentioned Chandler earlier. Yeah. She is seven, six months. Yeah. She's just turned seven months old. Just started crawling. She's, she's so much fun. I heard she's a, a TikTok star. She She's a TikTok star. Yes, I was I was telling you about that. She has uh, about a million a million views on one of her videos that I just randomly took. Didn't even put any thought into it. And who knew it just went viral. <laughs> What's the video? Oh, I was hoping you weren't going to ask that. But she, uh, <laughs> she excuse me, she pooped herself and um, it ran all the all the way down her leg. And as moms will do, I just had to take all her clothes off and put her directly in the bathtub and took a video to show my family. And my sister said I should put it on TikTok, And I did. And that's the one that went viral. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Because so many people can connect with that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's real life. All the comments on there are like, um, excuse me, I was eating when I saw this. Or why would you post this online? Or... <laughs> 
a wide range of comments from different people. <laughs> so, but she was born during this COVID pandemic. So that's kind of just a result of being a COVID baby is you're right. bound to be a TikTok star. TikTok. Yeah. I actually, I made the TikTok during the pandemic because I was so bored. Um, <laughs> she, so she was born on March 12th and literally like the day after she was born was when everything in our state, um, our home state that we live in during off season is Nebraska and it, everything shut down the next day. Um, so it was me, my husband and a newborn baby for a few months, all quarantined in our home and, um, had to get entertainment any way we could TikTok being one of them. So, so you guys were, were you were quarantined in uh, New York at the time. Is that what you said? No, no, we were actually in Nebraska. Um, okay. So we all, even though we were in New York for six seasons, we never ended up buying real estate there um, because it's crazy, by the way, the prices. Um, and it just, we didn't know if it would be somewhere that we would stay long-term. So we, we own a house back in Nebraska and that's where we go during off season. Um, and my husband, we, we both went to the University of Nebraska and they have an, an amazing uh, training facility there for the college team that they, the strength coaches there allowed the former college players who are now in the NFL to come back. There's like a group of them that all trained together um, for the past, you know, six off seasons that we've been there. And he's super lucky to be able to utilize those facilities. They're just as nice as any ones that you could um, pay for it, go to Miami or Arizona or anything else. But um, yeah, so that's what he does in the off season. So if you were quarantined in Nebraska, your family's there. So you guys had people to help out with a newborn baby or were they able to help out with COVID going on? We actually did not. <laughs> they um, luckily, like, I really am thankful for this, but my my mom and my sister were able to be in the delivery room at the hospital with me. So I'm, I know a lot of women who have had babies during this time did not get that. So I'm super thankful for that. But um, a few days after bringing Chandler home, um, my family decided since, you know, they were still working and had to be out in public. And my sister is actually a nurse um, at a hospital. And so since they had quite a bit of exposure, um, they decided that they didn't feel comfortable coming over to our house and helping out. So we were pretty much alone. Um, the The silver lining of that, though, was um, which, you know, we all got this, but um, the guys ended up not having to go to their teams for OTAs this year for the like spring training. Um, so the original plan before COVID was that I was just going to stay at home in Nebraska with the baby and Brent was going to go out to whatever team he ended up signing with. And um, basically, I was going to have to be a solo parent for the better part of two months. Um, and he would just maybe fly back every few weekends. Um, so the silver lining with COVID was that he did end up getting to stay at home and train at home during spring. So. Yeah. That's awesome that you, that your family got to be in the delivery room. Like you were saying that I know like in the very beginning too, it was like, I feel like we've all kind of fallen into a place where it's like a normal, obviously the new normal, everybody likes to say, but like, or it's kind of like you expect, I don't know, to stay far away from each other, but like not be too extra about it at the same time. We're like, Oh, come on. I don't have it, but still like being cautious at the same time. I feel like that's like where I've fallen into right now. Right now. Yeah. But 
Yeah. Okay. So, and you said that you were on the Jets before. So this, this year is your first year off of the Jets. So yeah. how, how did you feel moving? Like, were you ready for it? Six years in one place is, that's a long time, especially in the NFL. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, we feel so grateful to be able to have spent six years in one place. Um, and it was definitely not expected for us because he actually entered the league. Um, he was signed uh, right after the draft uh, as an undrafted free agent. And as most people know, um, in that position, you're not guaranteed a spot on the team at all. Um, and usually it, you know, your career there might not, you know, nothing is set in stone. Um, so I initially moved out there to New York with him, um, rookie year, not really, you know, I kind of kept my job back home, not really knowing if this whole NFL professional football career thing was going to really work out. And then it actually did. Um, and we kept getting re-signed there, um, ended up getting a three-year contract after the first year contract and then couple more one-year contracts after that. Um, I wish we would have bought a house there, knowing what we know now, that we are going to be there for that long. Um, but that's kind of how that, you know, our time in New York worked out. Um, and I think towards the end of his career, um, he did spend his last year there on IR, on the injured reserve. He um, had a tibial plateau fracture on his knee, um, and he made it, made it back for the last few games of the season. But uh, that was really tough that last season. Um, we were really ready for a change and we're really excited to come to the Texans because we've just heard such good things about how the organization is run. And, um, you know, usually they're a team that makes it to the playoffs and, um, you know, have those type of opportunities that we didn't really get during our time with the Jets. Um, so we're excited to be here. And yeah, yeah we love it. Well, I would say you guys not buying a place in New York is a very smart move because we did completely the opposite where we were like, yeah, we're going to be here forever. And like right after we signed the lease, three days later, we're like, okay, bye. We're going to Massachusetts. Yeah. So it's like you, you never know. So not having that home base unless you want to live there after, I think, after going through all that random stuff, I was about to say a bad word, um, <laughs> is very smart, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. So when your deals you are tough, because you can't really plan yeah one year like you can't plan beyond that one football season yeah and it's not and then which isn't even really a year like you can't plan beyond those six months really yeah. have you ever had to go through a head coach or gm change mid-season yes because we've been with the jets for the past six years <laughs> um so we went through uh when he was first brought in the gm was john idzik and the uh head coach was rex ryan um, and then they ended up getting let go that year. Um, and then next was uh, Coach Todd Bowles um, and Mike McCagnin was the GM. And then we also, uh, before we left, they brought in uh, Coach Gase and Joe Douglas is the GM now. So we went through three. <laughs> and I think uh, it, my husband said that they... He has, when he was with the Jets, he went through at least five different offensive coordinators. Jeez. So he has had to learn a new offense almost every single year of his seven season career. 
That is crazy. Well, that's, yeah. yeah, that's true because when you get a new GM or you get a new head coach, which it seems to be like they are going hand in hand, then they also get new offense and defense and special teams coordinators and all that. Right. And they want to bring in their people and they want to bring in their own players too. Yeah. So then right. there's a big turnover as far as the team roster. And then that makes families start to question, okay, well, we might have a three-year deal here, but are we going to be here for three years? Or Absolutely. Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I, if uh, Brent and I were talking about it the other day, if we were to, you know, for whatever reason, sign back with the Jets uh, tomorrow or, you know, whenever uh, we really wouldn't know anybody on the team still we'd know like four people because they just there was so much turnover within the past year yeah I mean within like you're saying every year it seems like like when they drafted a bunch of people like our year they just let them go the second year I don't I don't understand what they were doing there I mean but this isn't this isn't about the Jets. This isn't about the Jets. <laughs> oh, but we are with the Houston Texans now, and <laughs> we do not do so, that here. Did you guys, um, I don't know what your deal is here, if it's one year or multiple years, but did you one guys, year. Uh, so have you guys bought real estate here or are you renting? No, we are actually, we are in an Airbnb right now. Um, Sweet. Yeah, it's a um, three bedroom house three bedroom, two bathroom house, um, which we are paying a thousand dollars less a month for than our one bedroom apartment in New Jersey. So that's, that's amazing. When we were started looking at places to rent here in Texas, we're like, Oh, we can get so much more for our money, which is amazing. Um, with the baby and the dog and having a lot of guests and everything, I'm sure everyone, uh, around the league can relate that during the season, uh, maybe it's a little different this year, but usually, everyone's always having a lot of family and friends coming in for the game. So having, having that extra space is really clutch. Yeah. And clutch. Having, being able to rent a furnished place is also clutch. I looked into that for a yeah. while last year. Uh, we ended up just renting an apartment anyways, but mm-hmm. uh, to have a furnished house would have been ideal because then you don't have to move all your stuff. Right. Yeah. Or about your clothes and baby yeah. toys clothes baby supplies and that's it yeah because those 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 uh clothes take up so much space huh it's everywhere (laughs) all those baby clothes chandler's Chandler's so cute oh my gosh i have pictures of of you and chandler when uh when i took it after the game i was gonna send it to you you. so freaking cute um i got i want to say this i was dying this season um when they weren't allowing fans at the games because with it being our first season having a baby one of the things that I was just so excited about was getting a picture of Chandler with her dad in his uniform and uh two week two weekends ago when we had the first um home game that fans were allowed to I got one and I was just so excited it was like a bucket list thing it's it's you know going to be one of those like memories that she's always going to have that she got to go and watch her dad. So I know that's so cute. When you went down there, I was like, I was watching from the the top when I, you know, mistakes mistook somebody else for JJ Watts girlfriend or wife. Right. And I was like, it's so cute down there. Look at that. <laughs> that was so cute. Yeah. We definitely have to get that photo yeah. from yeah for our for our uh, Instagram page. This yeah. So she cute. Chandler uh 
she hammed it up. She was smiling and laughing. And her eyes are wide open. She yeah. always hams it up. She's <laughs> yeah. she's really good with the camera. She's like, hey, mom, look. <laughs> she needs to be a baby model. She's a Huggies girl. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> she's, a, she's, an, she's an extrovert. She loves people. Mm-hmm. Loves right. meeting new people. So this has been my first year with a lady organization like this is the most people that I've ever known even with it being locked down it's kind of wild have uh, not have so you only had one other team which is the Jets were you a part of the ladies organization over there were you guys the lady Jets over there yeah so we were uh it was called the Jets women's organization JWO uh <laughs> very formal <laughs> um and so it included like all the players significant others and uh, women that like worked in the office with the Jets and coaches, wives and everything. Uh, we did a lot of like volunteering events, um, some like social things, but mainly like stuff in the community. Um, a lot of social things was just on our own, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. That's really nice having that community because, I mean, when I was there for a year and a half, I, I didn't know that you guys actually had a group where you would meet up. <laughs> I know, Bryce. I know. I yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I, I just didn't know it existed. And then I was in my own little bubble trying to, like, get this condo ready that I thought we were going to live in and right. then just move around with my kid kitty. Kit kitty cat. Yeah, I do, I don't blame you. I just I wanted to also have it listed on here too, just so people know I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little clueless when it comes to all of this ish. So you guys traveled here from Nebraska, right? Did you fly? Did you drive? Did you ship your cars? What did you do with your infant? How did it go? So so we drove. Um, we have never shipped our cars because I'm a control freak and I don't want <laughs> other people to be in control of, you know, my car and everything in it. So um, even, even when we lived in New Jersey, we would drive. Uh, so we drove this time and it was actually a little closer because it was 14 hours between Houston and Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, so we first drove down in Brent's truck and pulled the U-Haul with the baby stuff and all of our clothes and everything. Um, so it was, us and the baby and the dog um, split it up into two days driving down here. And then my mom actually came down the next week um, and drove my vehicle down. Moms are great. My mom did yeah, that for My mom drove with me and then flew back too. Yeah. It's, they're so nice. Helpful. Yeah. Yeah. What would I we know. do without them? That's good. I was thinking about day. Yeah. Do I have to be that kind of mom? Yeah. <laughs> I, think I think you'll want to be when the time comes. That's so long from now, obviously, if this is how I feel right now. But, but what was it like driving, like what Chandler would have been four or five months right. at that time? Like, is that difficult? Do you have to take a lot of stops to like change a diaper? How does that work? We did. Yeah. And it with it being COVID time, it just made everything even more difficult because I didn't feel comfortable taking her inside anywhere. Um, so we basically lived in the backseat of the truck. Luckily it has a pretty big, pretty big space back there, but, um, I would just like have to change her on the, on the seat next to me and I would nurse her in the car and we just got fast food the whole way down. Um, actually here's the, here's a Texas thing. Have you guys been to Bucky's? Yes. <laughs> we no, stopped. I've seen shirts. 
We My stopped. mom got me a t-shirt from Bucky's. Is a That's amazing. That's amazing that they like have such love for this gas station that they have branded clothing and people will buy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is amazing. It's like the size of a target. Like we uh, stopped at it for gas. I had never heard of Bucky's before. And Brent went in to go in, go to the bathroom and get us snacks. And he was like, you have to go in. You have to go in. Like, they, have a beef, they have a beef jerky bar. They have... They have barbecue sandwiches and it everything. Like an attraction. <laughs> it really is. You have to go, Bryce. Yeah, I've been told, but it's a Houston I, must. I guess. Okay, so we heard how you guys met, and you are married. How did he propose? Give oh us the God. sappy stuff. Uh, so it was uh, it was in college. His he saved up his extra scholarship money to pay for my ring. <laughs> he's savvy like that um so he yeah saved up his extra scholarship stipend money and uh bought a ring and yes i did pick it out <laughs> um <laughs> because i am not wearing something that he picked out for the rest of my life so That's i fair. i was part of that decision um <laughs> <laughs> he uh he he proposed it was like december it was like towards the christmas time they they actually had their um senior football banquet and so his parents were in town and my parents had them and us over for dinner and he he escorted me down to the, my parents basement to propose <laughs> um so it was not some elaborate affair um i was actually like mad mad about it at the time <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, when you're when you're 22 and all your friends are getting engaged and the men are doing these elaborate proposals and like hiring secret photographers and everything. Um, I was not happy at the time, but <laughs> um, happy to be engaged, of course. But <laughs> like I was literally like in sweatpants and like a vest and, you know, it was. Did, it was did your parents or his parents know that it was going on? No. So they're just like, why are they going to the basement? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they hear me crying. <laughs> and he actually went to get me down to the basement. He texted me. I was sitting at the dinner table with our family and he texted me and was like, I don't feel very good. Can you come down here? Oh my God. So I thought he was sick. And then I get to the bottom of the basement, the basement stairs and he was down on one knee. <laughs> but I will say he, he has definitely redeemed himself since then um he surprised me with a push present in the hospital. that was gonna be my next question <laughs> he surprised me with, with an upgraded ring um oh. in the delivery room after we had chandler so he he redeemed himself <laughs> that is the best story <laughs> i love that story yeah, I laugh. I laugh at it looking looking back. And I'm laugh, 22 is young. Laugh at my pettiness back when I was 22. <laughs> You're 22. Come on. I'm yeah, good for him for like having the guts to do that at 22. Yeah. Without telling anybody. I mean, not that you're not a sure thing, but like for a 22 year old guy, like looking back, I'm like, oh man, I don't know. If right. I'm have to do like do that. Right. I think that all the time. Like at the at that time, and given we were in the Midwest, so people are getting married young all the time. Well, and but, you think you're older than you are. Oh, yeah. You think, I graduated college. I am an adult. 
I am ready for this. I'm ready for marriage. Um, now that I'm a few years older than that, I look back, I look at people that are 22 and I'm just like, oh my gosh, how did I, how did I do that back then? But <laughs> yeah, every- I think I hit 25 and I was like, man, I don't know anything about this world. Yeah, I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm aware that I don't know. About right. this world, like the planet world? The, the yeah. planet that we live on? Okay. Planet Earth. I hit 25 and I was like, I'm not ready for this. What am I doing? Yeah. It's it's weird how every year you look back, you're like, I was so stupid last year. And then you do it yeah. the same next year. Like, I was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Never. I, <laughs> I know. I always am brilliant. Every year. 2020, my year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's nobody's year. <laughs> it's Chandler's year. It's her yeah, year. it's her year. She, it's her yeah. time to thrive. For it's my her- family. She was she was yeah. the high. Yeah. 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 That was the best part of your year. Oh my gosh. And yeah. then you guys coming over here, us getting yes. to hang out. Yeah, yeah. That's also a high. Reconnect. Way. Reconnecting with Bryce. Yeah. Yeah. I I realize that sometimes I'm like, oh, that person doesn't talk very much. And then I realize that they do talk a lot. And it was just me that was talking too much. And I didn't let somebody else talk. <laughs> this is exactly what happened to my sister-in-law. I didn't know she talked so much until she married my brother. And that was like <laughs> five years after I knew her. I was like, what? oh my gosh. She's <laughs> yeah. I'm like, was I, have I not shut up for five years? <laughs> that might've been, that might've been the thing, but yeah. Yeah. It's been great getting to meet everybody. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here too. So, Allison was a cheerleader. Uh, I played soccer. Brent played football, obviously. Did you play any sport or do like any baton twirling or any stuff like that? A ribbon dancer? (laughs) I I can't say that I did. No, (laughs) I did. I was I was in a lot of activities (laughs) in college. I did. I did like student government and and your sorority. Yeah, and I was I, in a I sorority. I thought you would give them a shout out. Like, yes. what sorority were you in? Tri Delta. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's so. Our, that's our. All sororities have a have a sign, a gang sign, and this is our. My sign. best friends are Tri Delta. They have like the dolphin. Yeah, dolphin. Did I do it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're good. that for your first time. That's good. You like that? That? Was, like, that was the thing at college parties was to like teach everyone how to do your sign and like take a take a big group picture with everybody doing the sign. Oh, and that was the a guy. Yeah. Don't ask me. I don't know. I didn't invent it. <laughs> Can Brent do the, the, the sign? Oh yeah. We yeah. Really do it. Yes. He did. There's, oh, a, he, I, there's pictures of him out there doing it. The prerequisite yeah. to be the husband of a Tri-Delta. And you had to get all the football players doing it to rep your sign. Cause they were did, the cool kids on campus. Oh yeah, I would imagine. And Nebraska. Wait, yeah. that's Hus- Huskers, yeah. Corn Huskers. Yeah. Corn, Corn go Huskers. Huskers. Go Big Red. <laughs> yeah, they're they're huge there, right? Like that's your guys. Yeah, because we don't have like Nebraska doesn't have any professional sports teams. Um, oh yeah. And Nebraska's the the only like major football program there. So. So that's Nebraska. What we've got. Like, I went there once, and it's pretty much just like all cornfields. Oh I yeah, mean, that's, that's my perspective. Nope. So, what did you do for fun? <laughs> I get that a lot, <laughs> um, especially okay, especially moving out to New York from Nebraska. Everybody was like, "What do you even do there? Like, what is there?" Um, but do you think that you had an accent. 
Like, I don't know. Do Nebraska people have an accent? No. I don't think but we did, do. Did, do New Yorkers, like, judge you at all for having an accent because you don't speak like a New Yorker? No, I judged them. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, when Brent, Brent and I first moved there, uh, we we would, like, joke with each other that um, we'd say, like, coffee and, like, you know, those type of things. And then we just kind of, like, picked up the accent and it started becoming – we, like, absorbed that after being there for so long. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Nebraska we have – we have football game days on campus. Uh, no fans this year, so that is terrible. But um, that's what we do: is football and uh, there. I don't know. It's like Lincoln and Omaha. There's decent sized cities. So, but. Um, so football was for fun. But like, what about now? Now that for Brent, football is work. Like right. what? What is your life like outside of the NFL? Like, how do you guys entertain yourselves? We love traveling. Um, that's one of the benefits of having the so many weeks off during the off season is we we've gone to like Italy and Hawaii and travel, just seeing the world. That's what we want to do. Uh, uh, what do they do on his off days? off days um well this year it's kind of complicated <laughs> with everything uh, but we houston has an amazing food scene and uh mm-hmm. luckily most of the places here have outdoor seating so it's relatively safe to go and try out new um food places and um so we've really made the most of that um there's a beach like an hour away from here we've gone there um i guess as far as off days like during off season, um, I do work too, outside of football and being a stay at home mom. Um, we have gotten into real estate the past few years. So we usually keep busy with, with that during off season too. So what exactly do you do in real estate? Yeah. So we, um, have been investing in rental properties, uh, Lincoln be, that's where we live. Um, being a college town, there's, a lot of people looking for rental houses. Uh, the majority of the people that we rent to are college students, a lot of athletes too. Um, and uh, so we manage those properties and we're always looking for new properties to acquire or sell. Um, kind of the goal past that is to maybe get into commercial real estate, um, like places that you would rent to a business rather than just residential. Um, or I did hear you, Allison, talk about on the your first episode of the podcast, you're possibly interested in flipping houses. And I think yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that might be the next challenge in, in our yeah. real estate career too. We've Yeah, that's a good project for, for post-football and retirement yeah. life because mm-hmm. so then you can be on site and yeah, get it, on work and make decisions on the fly when you need to. It's a lot easier. Right. It might have yeah. to wait. Might have do to you wait. have your your real estate license or you work with someone to do that? No, we uh, we actually most of our properties, we either used a used a realtor or uh, just bought them through friends, actually, like word of mouth type things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've thought about getting my real estate license, but uh, I have not yet. Uh, maybe maybe one that could be something that we could look into when we're done and I have more time to actually like build up a clientele in a certain area. 
Yeah, I thought about the same thing, but you kind of, you have to get licensed in a certain area. Right. Like so if you, state. so it's like, meh. When you, you don't know, know where you're going to be. Uh, a, my, a trainer at the gym yesterday was, we were chatting. He was trying to get me to go to like a free boot camp on Sunday. And I was like, I'm not taking your flyer. I'm not going to the boot camp. I'm going to the Texans game on Sunday. Right. Like, don't waste a flyer on me. And he's like, oh, so you probably already have a ticket, right? And I was like, yeah, I have a ticket. I'm uh, definitely, yeah. I'm definitely, like, dude, I'm definitely going to the game on Sunday. I was like, my family's coming in town. I'm going to the game. And he kept asking me. And I was like, well, my husband plays for the team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the game. Uh, and he was like, his first question after uh, I told him that, he's like, oh, cool. So do you move around a lot? And I thought that was very interesting. No one's ever asked me that question mm -hmm. as like a follow-up to like my husband plays in the NFL. Like, and I was like, oh, so like he actually knows about this. Like, yeah, I I mean, I haven't had to move around a lot, but that is a really great question because yes, I'm doing a whole <laughs> podcast about it actually. Right, yeah. That's uh, very insightful of him. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's funny how something so small like that will keep you from getting your real estate license right now mm -hmm. um do do you watch football um for fun now no like on mondays Thursdays. <laughs> what about what about brent does he watch on mondays and thursdays Sunday he Monday? does yeah he does he i mean it's kind of just part of it right like you gotta study up on the other teams and it's kind of like watching film but it's also entertainment for him like he he still loves to watch football um I don't. I love watching him. <laughs> I love I love watching um, people who I we've met throughout the years in the league, and I love seeing what they're doing, um, even if we're not on the same team anymore. Um, I'm more into like the stories behind the players, like um, when I don't know when they do kind of like a like an editorial piece on like the back the background of the player, or like that's why I love watching the NFL draft. Cause they always do all the, the backstories on a yeah. lot of the players and it's like um, watching episode one of the bachelorette or the bachelor. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Who they are. <laughs> That's a good, that is a good comparison. Like if you miss that episode, it makes it hard to follow along with the rest of the season. Right. Cause it gives you things to possibly connect with them on and get to know them. I feel like the men would be really upset that you just compared at the NFL <laughs> to the bachelorette. <laughs> Like, that's right. that's what makes watching the other teams interesting. I think so too. Like if you actually yeah. know about that person's personal life and yeah. you have like an interest in them as a human being. You like, root for them. Yeah. I yeah. mean, otherwise they all look the same. Like they're all wearing the same uniform. I mean, they have a name and a number on their back, but when you're watching the games, that's kind of hard to see too. And it's just like, yeah, just another player on the field, but when you know who they are, yeah, like, you feel invested. Yeah. It humanizes them. Like, I would never watch the Miami Dolphins if it wasn't for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, I'm a big fan of him as a human, so therefore I will watch the Dolphins if they happen to play on Monday night. What, why, yeah. why are you a, a fan of him? Is it the beard? Uh, it, he was uh, with the Buccaneers for a little bit ah. while, while we were there, and so got to know him. Okay, and, so general human fan, that's why you said that. Okay. Yeah, got it. yeah. He was and I, and I do, while we were there. And I, I really yeah. love when he's like on fire and they call him Fitz Magic. And then he does like, he like totally plays it up for the camera after the game. And, <laughs> and like the chain, I love it. 
because like that's not how he is as a person like he is so not fitz magic it's just a character yeah I'll he's like the most down-to-earth person but he'll like play it up for the camera and it's phenomenal i love that you want to ham it up for the camera a little bit i get it yeah give the people what they want oh we're giving them what they want baby <laughs> okay so we've established you don't really watch football that's okay do you wear team colors when you go to the game do you see how i formatted that allison just like you yeah. every word has meaning so you're more like a team colors kind of girl you like trying to look cute is it like a fashion show i'm a little bit in between right now so that's right yeah at. i no, i look at it as like that is so fun to put together game day outfits and it's just a whole other level added when you have a baby and you can oh. do the, the mama and me like matching um like outfits and uh just put you know daddy on the back of her on the back of her t-shirt and stuff like that it's so much fun to to plan the outfits I love it and um it's I don't know it's like a way to just like kind of show your personality and um it's a little bit of like a fashion show like I love showing up to the games and seeing all the other women all the other wives and girlfriends and what kind of ensembles they put together for the game and uh, get to see them express themselves a little bit. Uh, that's that's so much fun. And the other random fans have really great outfits too. Like yeah. we've got a, a Texans fan who will wear a fringe vest to every game and she's got different ones. Oh, like, custom made, I assume. Yeah, like there's like a pink for the crucial catch game. There's white, there's red, there's navy. Wow. And they're like bedazzled. They're amazing. And she's with... A lot of fans will do cowboy hats that are like custom made. That is really cool. I, yeah. I saw a lot of people in uh, like cowgirl boots. Oh, yes. The last I game. And that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. The Texans do have a lot of cool outfits. Is there anything that you wanted to specifically talk about or touch on? Like something that you've been doing? I know you, you guys said that you're looking into buying even more properties and flipping houses after you guys are done in the NFL. Is there anything that you would like to tell? your fans something to look out for like a project that you're doing or just like something that you want them to know about you hmm. maybe follow you on tiktok or yeah anything. oh yeah tiktok is the liddy bitty baby oh my gosh <laughs> please spell please spell <laughs> you don't need to follow me on tiktok <laughs> shameless plugs it started as a joke, so it can stay a joke. <laughs> well, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> you just offhandedly brought it up last Sunday. You're like, yeah, Chandler's TikTok famous. Like, whoa, 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 don't brush did by this. Did I mention TikTok famous? She's TikTok famous. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I also might have been um, a few shots of tequila deep, so. <laughs> well, you should be. You didn't have Chandler, and I was your DD. Yes. That's why I kept asking you. I'm like, do you feel anything? Like, do you feel anything? Do you, you think you need another one? Because <laughs> I'm driving. You know I'm driving, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to open up the floor for you to say anything that you um, want to say. Because I know, Allison, they just started a foundation. And I oh, think, that's awesome. yeah, for, for yeah. soldiers with PTSD. Was it soldiers with PTSD? Mm -hmm. Veterans with PTSD. Veterans. Yeah. 
which I didn't even know about. And I was like, that's something amazing that you need to talk about and tell people about because you're trying to do something good. I'm just You'll definitely hear more about it in the off season. Yeah, I want yeah. to. I think I asked Chad, I was like, did you know that he's doing this? I was like, what? <laughs> Boys don't Wait, talk. They, I feel, yeah, they don't talk about stuff like that. No, they don't. Mm-mm. Like, I feel like I have to tell you all the gossip, Melissa. You're like, Brent did not tell me about that. I'm like, oh, no. oh yeah. Well, yeah, you're, you're two guys. You're, they come home and tell you a lot more than I get told. It's more like they're yelling across the apartment to each other. And I'm just like, what, what happened? Oh, here's something that you should add. Um, (laughs) This year with all the virtual meetings, all the zoom meetings, we've gotten to eavesdrop on all of the um, team meetings and everything happening and guys getting yelled at. Uh, coaches cussing like it's been so cool to to like and Chad Hansen like, being good at football. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've heard Chad Hansen get some shout outs in some meetings. <laughs> yeah, oh, heck yeah, I love it. It's You're like right. that is good. It's like being a fly on the wall in the facility. Yeah, I, yeah, that I, has been interesting. Well, Anna, when I mentioned that I heard something, then it's like you're listening. Like I'm not listening. I'm watching my TV show, and then something loud comes from your computer. <laughs> yeah, I can't ignore it. Or if I hear something well, like, juicy, I'm gonna eavesdrop. Yeah, and a lot of it just sounds like white noise. But then, yeah, again, you'll hear a name that you know, and you're like, oh, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, and and like every time. I feel like within that week, Melissa, that something happened, just immediate text from you. And I'm like, (laughs) she heard it too. She heard it too. Because I'm like on the bed doing something. (laughs) Minding my own business. Yeah. Minding my own business over here. (laughs) Okay. What we like to take away from that one episode that we did, what we want to do is take away something for all of the NF ladies out there, like a piece of advice that you've learned over your seven years in the league, something that maybe you did and you wish you'd done differently. Not buying that house was very, very smart in my opinion. Um, (laughs) But what was the, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give to rookie wives or girlfriends or new ladies in the league? Um, So I did actually think about this ahead of time because I wanted, wanted to make sure it was, it was useful advice, but um, just, you will not grow. You don't have room to grow in your comfort zone. So step outside of your comfort zone and challenge yourself. Say yes to things because during this time in the league, um, it's when you're going to have so many opportunities that may or may not be there after retirement or whenever his career is done. Say yes to things like if the, if the team has um, a charity event or you know, different networking events that you get invited to as a player and a player's significant other go like maybe you're, you know, tired, your husband or your boyfriend is tired after work, but um, go and take advantage of it and network and talk to people. Um, Don't be afraid to approach people. If there's somebody that, you know, um, you know, maybe works in a certain field that you're interested in or um, because you never know like what people are willing to do for you being connected to an NFL player is just honestly probably more than if you're not connected to one Um, because people, people are just willing to go bend over backwards and go out of their way. If they're a fan, especially to, to help you or to just, you know, maybe you could find a mentor that way or 
um, get a connection for a job or if you're, you know, like Allison, you're, you guys are starting a, a philanthropy, um, just making connections with that. Um, yeah, just you never know who you're going to make a connection with. And um, when we are, it's been different this year because of the pandemic, there's just nothing going on. But um, when we were in New York, we got we got to go to all sorts of like charity events and um, Brent got to go to the VMAs. <laughs> he walked the red carpet of the VMAs. Like what? <laughs> when, like in what life would a kid from North Dakota <laughs> get to go and do something like that? Like it's just all through who you meet at these events. So just step out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to talk to people. That's awesome. Was yeah. he like hamming it up? Was he just like strutting? Oh yeah. Yeah. And he was on crutches. <laughs> yeah. it was it was right after he had um gone on ir with his oh. knee injury last season <laughs> so yeah he he got to walk by like lizzo and all of those people <laughs> i was so jealous i was at i was at home uh pregnant on the couch oh no <laughs> wait were you not invited or you just didn't want to go i was not invited Oh, <laughs> hands would be thrown if I wasn't yeah. invited to something like that, that I would want to go to. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, though, that he yeah. got to do it. He seems more like yeah. a reserved guy. Am oh, I wrong? He gets, he, no. He, okay, so like strutting down, like doesn't yeah. seem like him to me, but he's in it. Did he get a new outfit for that or did he wear something he had? It You know, the invitation was actually pretty last minute, so we just had to put something together. We talked about a bunch of different points, like how it's great opportunity meeting people. You have to stay with the team for six years. But like, what's the one takeaway from the past seven years so far from from this whole NFL experience for you? Uh, definitely something that I am so grateful for is just the people that I've gotten to meet, that we've gotten to meet um, our teammates and the other the coaches and the other people involved with the teams, um, you know, they, they say um, that people come into your life. Uh, I heard this quote the other day that people either come into your life for a reason, for a season or for a lifetime. And we have met, you know, all of those people. There's some friends that we've made that will always be our friends forever. And um, some people that maybe just, you know, we got to be with for a short time and they were fun to be with for that time or people that we learn things from. And I'm sure you know, people might have learned things from us, but just the relationships that you make, because we're all in this, th this is so weird, like this bubble of the NFL, like, there's very few people who can um, relate to everything that we're going through. And so we just really have to lean on each other. And especially the women, we have to um, reach out to each other, because the guys, they kind of have it built in there, because they're going into work every day, and they're seeing each other and interacting. But if, if we don't try to interact, we could not meet a single person from the team. So um, don't be afraid to like DM somebody on Instagram and like reach out and try <laughs> to hang out or or ask your husband, your significant other like, um, hey, is there anybody at work that you like that we could, you know, double date or um, that we could hang out with and just try to get involved as much as you can because uh, you're going to meet some amazing people from all over the country and even, you know, some international players from all over the world so that's good yeah that's good advice for everyone too anyone who moves to a new city or even if you're not in a new city if you just maybe have a new job that you're starting up just to really put yourself out there 
yeah, don't be afraid to to make the first move and (laughs) and, and (laughs) invite somebody to hang out. So thanks, Melissa, for coming on with us today and sharing your stories and experiences with us. We really appreciate you giving us a behind the scenes of what's going on in your house. Um, We want to know if you have anyone that you can think of off the top of your head right now who you would like to nominate to be our next NF lady to interview. Yes, I nominate Andrea Braden. I think she would be a great, great uh, special guest for your podcast. Awesome. We'll make note of that. <laughs> we want to get as many people hit, from hit. different, as many people as we can from different teams to learn, because, like you said, like living in New York is completely different than living in Texas or whatever so yeah and the more the more teens and states we can cover the more interesting this will be and people can connect with it yes and i did have i have one more piece of advice that i actually wrote down yeah you don't have to add it all but (laughs) i don't know i feel like i'm talking a lot i guess that was kind of that was kind of the point of the whole thing right um but my piece of advice was um for the significant others um he like a lot of men if you've ever heard of the love languages a lot of men's love language is words of affirmation and uh in a lot of like bible studies and women's groups that i've been in over the years in the nfl um i've kind of collectively heard from everybody that uh our men they care about what we say about them way more it holds so much more weight than what a coach says about them or what the media says about them or some random fan on twitter uh they they want to know that you think they're the greatest thing ever and that you think that they had a great game so um just gas them up (laughs) like like just you know tell them tell them that they're the greatest and uh really you got to be the one that's in their corner because they they are coming home looking to you for that source of security and and confidence that's a great point yeah all right everyone thanks for listening to nf ladies episode two with melissa kuali it was great talking to you and look out andrea Braden. you have been nominated our music called not ready yet is written produced and sung by my friend kira grove again my name is bryce watts and i'm allison anger and we'll talk to you next week Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.